Hey, what's going on, guys? Your boy D checking in once again. Y'all already know it's time for that sixth episode of the Brotherhood Podcast. A little brief overview if you guys are just tuning in. The Brotherhood Podcast branches off of the Brotherhood Project, and the Brotherhood Project represents culture, self-love, education, professionalism, music, and fitness. Through our six pillars, we aim to empower the greater good. Essentially, we consider ourselves the innovation of male empowerment. We are a cause geared towards males, but we do not shut our sisters out. They are sisters and we are their brothers. Everybody should be given an equal opportunity to grow. On this episode, I'm bringing to you my brother Baldwin. My brother has a wealth of knowledge in many different areas. And you guys are about to hear it for yourselves very soon. I know my man for a little over 10 years now. I met him at Dean College. We are part of the Dean football team. Part of that D block. Only strong survive. OTSS. Not me. <laughs> man, we go way back. Been boys for day from day one. Stay tuned. I ain't got no more talking. It's going to be a real good episode. What's going on, y'all? It's your boy D checking in once again. You already know what time it is. Time for that sixth episode of the Brotherhood Podcast. Tonight, I got my boy Baldwin. Say what up, Baldwin. Yo, what up, what up? It's been a minute since I seen my boy. How you been, bro? Good, man. How you living, man? How's everything, man? Living life, man. Just enjoying all the blessings and everything that's coming to me, man. Taking everything in stride. That's what's up, my boy. That's what's up, man. Mm -hmm. So, this episode is mainly talking about uh, overcoming the obstacles, you know what I mean? There's a lot of obstacles that we face in life, and it's important to have role models or positive figures that can help assist you or guide you or show you a, a better path to overcome those obstacles, you know what I mean? Of course. And uh, I know from knowing my boy from way back in Dean and everything we've been through together and knowing the obstacles mm -hmm. he's been through together, he's been through a lot, man. So, bro, And he's every years. time, every time, bro, he, he overcame and prospered. Mm -hmm. I mean, so, Baldwin, can you take, talk a little bit about um, your humble beginnings <clears throat> and a little bit about your journey into becoming the man you are today? So, basically, man, um, with regards to my humble beginnings, you know, I'm a first son of two Nigerian parents, Ebo. Mm -hmm. um, for those of you guys who want to, you know, get it mixed up, if I'm Yoruba or Igbo, I am Igbo, <laughs> which is the only one that matters. Just kidding. But um, basically, you know, I was raised, you know, very humble household, you know, two parents, a lot of um, morals and um, things with regards to character building and character enforcement with regards to how you carry yourself in the house and outside of the house because... My parents have a saying and our people have a saying that said, you know, charity starts at home. Mm -hmm. Whatever you formulate here is what you're going to exude out there. It's going to show not just on you, but 
who raised you, who reared you, mm-hmm. which, by the way, a lot of these kids, this generation, they're lacking severely. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, just, it's always been, you know, raised with a, uh, instilled in me a hard work ethic. You know, everything you're going to get, you got to work for. It's not going to come to you. I'm always going to put a silver spoon in your mouth. Uh, was born and raised in Dorchester for a little bit. Came over to Stoughton. Um, went to school, Dean College, where I met you Dean at. Dean College, <laughs> you know, and then I went, yeah, you and boys. We're not gonna go into that. We'll say that for another episode. But um, you know, after those two years, you know, I went down to Florida, uh, graduated from Florida A and M, and um, that was like taking a step backwards from what I'm used to because, like I said, I was in Dorchester first, then Stoughton. Went down to Florida, living in the projects. Mm. Down there, you know, off of Martin Luther King Boulevard, Southside, mm. Tallahassee, anything that's Martin Luther King Boulevard, anywhere oh, for the most part, you already know what time it is with that. <laughs> you feel me? So, um, <clears throat> you know, that kind of like brought me back down to earth, and I was able to really understand, you know, both sides of the spectrum with regards to um, being able to deal with, you know, one side of living versus another side of living and of mm-hmm. course you know my parents they didn't know what my conditions were down there i didn't tell them okay. and um you know Hi. and um i didn't tell them but eventually she came down there and found out <clears throat> and um basically just saw you know it, it was very humbling you know i was down there i seen all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know typical uh conditions of living you know and, you know, what you want to call the projects down there. Mm-hmm. Um, my girl at the time, you know, went through some um, living issues with regards to, you know, possible evictions and this mm-hmm. and that. And just not, you know, having enough, but having to make a way, period. Mm-hmm. You know, by all means. You know, I graduated uh, Florida a and I didn't have the easiest time transitioning into, you know, the quote-unquote real world uh, post-undergrad. Um, I was very, very low on money. Um, my living conditions, they really were not the best. Even at one point, I had to go and, um, I had to, um, go to a uh, garage and, um, beg one of the guys who was now like a second father to me. And I told him, you know, <clears throat> I will sweep the floors for any amount of wow. money that you want to give me because I just need to get some paper in my pocket to be able to survive. Oh, so yeah, man, um, basically a man that basically became like a second father to me. I was going over, you know, mechanics and garages because I know some things about cars. You know, I'm looking for work anywhere in Tallahassee because like I said, I didn't have the best um, situations after graduation and um, I wasn't ready to come back to Boston. So I stayed out there, I made it work for myself. Um, <clears throat> a lot of hard times, man. You know, even before I graduated my senior year, my financial aid, actually got screwed up and I had to like figure out a way to you know handle that situation mind you I was already like a month in and they were telling me certain things I couldn't do and I wouldn't be able to do (laughs) to graduate on time and uh it was just it was just a lot of you know humbling experiences down there Mm -hmm. and it was a learning experience everything that I went through and um honestly if it wasn't for that that I would not be who I am today with regards to my resiliency and being able to, mm-hmm. you know, overcome certain things because how am I going to speak on something that, you know, I've never really went through with regards to dealing with real adversity mm-hmm. 
and coming up out of there. When I was down there, bro, like I got jumped down there before by like yeah. three dudes. Um, I held my own and whatnot, but <laughs> so the fight, the fight really stopped because people started like stopping on the side of the road and bringing out their phones. Yeah, and these guys yeah. weren't trying to be caught. Um, I've seen people get shot down there in my yeah, parking right. lot. I think somebody actually got shot four times in the chest mm-hmm. or something like that. I don't remember the story exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, after my spring game in 2012, I believe, we're leaving out of the field house right next to the stadium. Mm-hmm. I was in one of my boys' cars and driving out. They started, you know, dumping shots yeah. towards our direction, you know. That's just, you know, very, it sounds bad, but that's very minuscule yeah. things that I went through, you know, compared to, you know, stuff that really, really happened. <laughs> so, um, basically, man, they, you know, that's that's just what it is. You know, like I said, you know, I was born in Dorchester, which everybody considers a hood, and I we moved to Stogan. My mm-hmm. parents, you know, they built this house that we're in right now. Yep. Um, but I've been on my own also since I was 14. I got sent to reformatory school also. Mm-hmm. So, like, I've really been on my own, and I've learned alone. Life has taught me a lot of things, a lot yeah. of lessons. I didn't have to go read about these lessons. I didn't have to go and, you know, live off somebody else's dream and, you know, try to gain clout off somebody else and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Not my experiences are mine. Anybody who exactly. knows me and knows what I've been through, they know everything is legit. Yeah. This shit is legit. It's not, I'm not faking the funk. Exactly. I'm not here to impress nobody. And um, that's why, like, I embrace individuals who have been through the struggle. Mm-hmm. They've been through certain things because, you know, they can appreciate where they're at now. You exactly. feel me? Like anything that you went through <clears throat> to get to where you're at right now, where you, you won can, that fight. Of course, you won that fight. Of course, you know, that shit. of course. Anytime that you can be able to come out on top and be able to put a smile on your face, you earn that. Mm-hmm. You feel me? You earn that. And um, you know, I just respect those types of individuals. You know, no disrespect to people with a silver spoon in their mouth and all that. Like you know, God bless you with that. That's fine. That's mm-hmm. cool. That's you. But. My issue with those types of individuals, they need to go through humbling experiences to really appreciate what exactly. they have because all they're going to do is just talk down on, that's real. That's you know, real. the individuals who have not, you feel exactly. me? Exactly. So, um, you know, that's my spiel. You know, after, you know, that I went through my whole little ordeal down there. Um, I came back up here to Boston. Uh, I was with a moving company for about 11 months. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried out for the Canadian Football League and had a good workout, and I got injured. I tore my Achilles tendon. Yeah. After oh, tearing yeah. my Achilles tendon, I had a pulmonary embolism, like literally two weeks afterwards. I had two blood clots in both of my lungs. Yeah. I almost, like, legit died. But now we talking about the topics that are up for discussion today. Mm-hmm. That whole week leading up to me going to the hospital when I had the blood clots, I was working out every single day. Wow. And I thought that I was just extra tired because I was on medication, mm. you know, I had the perks, you know, I had all the happy pills, yeah. you feel me? Everything that put you to sleep. So I'm like, whatever, I'm just out of shape because of these pills mm-hmm. are messing me up. Yeah. So, and you know, when you play football, like, you're hardwired to the, you know, if you're exactly. tired, it's, it's you get through it. You, you fight through me? it. It's like... Like, my, my coach, my coach at Florida A&M, um, Coach Holmes, yeah. um, he used to tell us, you know, we're going to get that bitch up out of you. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah, like, that's, we're gonna that's the mentality, that, though. We're going to get that bitch up out of you. That's it's the not mentality. Tired because mentally, exactly. if you're mentally strong, yeah. that will trump any kind really of muscle will. that you have on any bone or ligament in your body, plumb mm-hmm. like, period. So that whole week, I was working out before going to the hospital. It got to Saturday. And um, I woke up. I was crutching over to my parents' room. I told you I had the uh, surgery mm-hmm. with my Achilles tendon. And yeah. this... 
pulmonary embolism was a byproduct of the surgery. It wow. wasn't hereditary or nothing like that. So then at the same time, Achilles thing, mm-hmm. you was going through that as well? That came two weeks not too Not too long after. Because that. I was very, like, I was I was in one spot. You feel me? I wasn't yeah. moving like that. So, you know, classic yeah. travel. So travel from my... Uh-huh. I, I crushed from my parents' room, from my room to my parents' room. That mm-hmm. was probably, like, maybe a 10-second crush. Yeah. But I was dripping sweat like I ran five miles. And I could hear my heartbeat without even covering my ears, mm-hmm. even through my ears. So uh-huh. I'm like, I went out to my dad, like, that. I think I need to go to the <clears> hospital. Yeah. <laughs> you feel me? And um, I went, they did the uh, the EKG, mm-hmm. and um, it hinted at blood clots, but then I had to go get a uh, CAT scan and show that I had two in both lungs. Wow. So, I didn't know what the hell blood clots were. I'm just yeah. like, everybody was so emotional, this and that, and me. I'm just like, why are you all crying right now? I don't, doesn't everybody get this shit? You feel me? <laughs> But then my mom was like, you know, oh, stupid boy. You know, everybody doesn't get this. You feel me? Like, everybody doesn't get this. This is, this is, very, this is very serious. Very serious. So I'm like, I got educated on it. And um, that night in the hospital, you know, I couldn't use the bathroom myself. Like, my body was wow. shutting down. Just sitting up and standing, you know. And then sitting back down again, just those simple motions, I'd be dripping sweat. Mm. Like I was in the sauna or I ran five miles or I'm lifting. I couldn't shower myself. And that night, bro, I'm going to tell you this. This is um, the one I realized, like, how serious it is. I went to bed. I was going to bed and I just prayed. And I'm like, you know, I told my dad, you know, you can ask him too. If he was down there, I'd tell him, mm-hmm. I'd let him tell you guys too. Um, mm-hmm. I said, Dad, he's like, yes, son. I'm like, that I'm kind of like scared to go to sleep. I don't think I'm gonna wake up. Wow. Because my body, I was in the bed and I was just sunk yeah. into the sheets and everything. And my dad was like, it'll be okay. So, mm. you know, I prayed. I told, you know, God, you know, if this is it for me and whatnot, then, you know, let your will be done and whatnot. Mm. And um, I ended up waking up the next day to all these doctors and whatnot, mad, <clears throat> bright, white lights everything mm-hmm. and I'm like in my head I'm like yo is this heaven or some shit like, what's, <laughs> what's going on right yeah. now but then wow. like when I realized like I was awake I'm like okay yeah. bet how mm-hmm. I am again how I'm wired is like when I realize certain stuff I'm like okay nice mm-hmm. so I made it through so I'm supposed to be here Yeah, you feel me because later on that summertime there was a Nigerian kid in Boston that died from one blood clot in his sleep wow. and I had two on both of my lungs mm. and I was working out and I was mm-hmm. not just lifting I was doing cardio yeah. pulmonary embolism Anybody who knows what pulmonary relates to will know, like, you're crazy. Mm. The doctor told me I should have had a stroke or I should have died. Mm. Period. There's no in-between. And when he asked me, like, how come you didn't, you know, how did you not pass out, this and that? I'm like, honestly, like, I'm not going to pass out in front of nobody. Mm-hmm. And he laughed <clears throat> because he thought I was joking. But I'm like, no, this is how I'm conditioned you mentally wide, like, yeah. mentally strong when you're tired it's okay mm-hmm. like you're, you're tired it doesn't mean you're dead you feel yeah. me you're going through a little bit of pain you feel uncomfortable you're not dead you just mm-hmm. gotta keep going mm-hmm. you feel me and because I was training even when I was on my crutches <clears throat> before I knew I had blood clots yeah. I told myself you know I gotta get back mm-hmm. I was in like the comeback you know mode because mm-hmm. I'm trying to you know write my testimony through this mm-hmm. and to be able to get to mm-hmm. you have to go through so exactly. I'm like, bet, this is just another little obstacle. Exactly. Let's do it. You put your head down and grind at some points and you can't like make excuses because excuses are just tools 
of the weak and incompetent individuals who just always want to, you know, have a reason why they can't do something. Mm-hmm. And they're the same ones who will tell you that, mm, I don't know, if you tell them what you're aspiring to do because they're not strong enough to do the shit. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So, you know, that's my whole spirit, man. And um, I just had surgery actually, what, made maybe <clears> like <throat> six, seven months ago. Yep. Another adverse situation yep. for myself. I, you know, in the I left TSA yeah. and took on a job at Suffolk County um, Sheriff Department where I'm still currently employed at. Um, a month and some change into the academy we were running. Sprinting, you know, being myself, competitive self, you know, not trying to do too much, but just, you know, doing enough to be able to stand out in a positive way. Mm-hmm. And as I was decelerating, you know, my patella tendon tore and it went up into my quad. It went up into my thigh. Mm. And um, again, that was like an adverse situation because when it happened, I just knew like, why is this happening to me now? Like, are you serious? Yeah. Like anybody who knows us that worked at TSA or work at <laughs> TSA, everybody, it's like jail. You like you trying to get out? Yeah. Like, you know, we trying to get out. <laughs> so then, when you get that word and you you making bail yeah. through your new job to get up out of there, it's <laughs> like the best day, the best thing ever, man. Mm-hmm. You just ready to just take on life and just. You know, getting step into a new chapter in your life. Mm-hmm. So I was ready. I've been preparing so hard for it. Mm-hmm. Throughout my tenure at TSA, I was preparing all the time. Like anybody who knows me, I work out, bro. That's mm-hmm. my thing. That's, that's my outlet. That's, that's my, thing. you know, that's my drug. And, you know, that's just what I do. That's who I am. And that keeps me sane. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I tell people, I'm not going to lie. Like, if I didn't have the gym, I'd probably be, you know, I'd probably be punching a lot of people in the face, you know, <laughs> because that's just, that's just my outlet. That's what I need. Mm-hmm. And, um, Hi. Mm-hmm. So my brother, straight up, you a testament to the statement. Uh, it's not what you go through, it's how you go through it, man. Yeah. Um, another thing I wanted to ask you, bro, um, can you name a time? That you face immense adversity, and uh, talk a little bit about what it really took to get get through that time. Well, the time that I faced immense adversity, um, I've had multi- I've had a multitude of those, bro. And sometimes, you know, I wonder why, why me, but I know that, you know, there's a reason I'm being built up, you know, to be as uh, sturdy as I am with regards to my mental fortitude and whatnot. Um, mm. The most recent one is, like I said, you know, previously when, when I tore my patella tendon at this new job that I got, I was loving it. I still love the job, but um, I suffered a setback, tore my patella tendon, had surgery in May, May 3rd I had it, and now it's, what, October 26th, and I'm basically 100% with regards to my healing, and I go back to work in January, but, bro, in between, oh, man, yo, when it happened... Um, the tears were nonstop, bro, because I just didn't know what was to be with a new job. Uh, my health insurance didn't kick in yet. What's going to happen? Workers comp, it was a work injury. I was at work when it happened, but, you know, how much will I get? You know, my bills and whatnot, mm-hmm. the timeline, how long it would take. A lot of things came into play mentally, man, and, you know, I just really was worrying, you know, but one thing... With regards to me, you know, I'm you know I'm a Christian man, and um, mm-hmm. all my put all my faith, full faith and trust in God. You know, it wavers sometimes when I go through things, and mm-hmm. you know, I doubt that there's you know a purpose behind me going through this, even though I know better. But um, I you know I just 
prayed and I accepted the situation and I basically put everything in his hands. I just try to do my part now here. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a human. I'm flawed. You know, they say you, you have to pray without ceasing and whatnot, but I pray now ceasing all the time because I'm like, God, I don't, hmm. know what, I don't know what you're doing right now. <laughs> I'm trying to trust you, but yeah. this don't make no damn sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been through enough already, have I not? Like, why now? But especially, you know, at some point, you got to go from that why me to, you know, come on with it. You feel me? Like, all right, this happened. Now it's time to go to work. And um, I had my surgery. It was the most excruciating pain I've ever felt in my life. I would rather somebody stab me in my eye with a knife wow. than for me to go through that pain that I felt. And you know, because you yeah, came to the hospital yeah, with that damn sushi, bro. I'm in bed. By my you know, boy, hella sushi. I, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I'm, I'm in so much pain, bro. I'm in so much pain, my eyes caught like a pistol. You feel yeah. me? Like, like, it was bad, bro. And um, so I progressed. I had rehab a few weeks after that. Um, my leg was stuck, was stuck straight. Mm. I could not bend it. So basically, um, you know, I just, I just questioned a lot about what was going on with me because I'm like, why now? Have I not been through enough? But mm. you know, you should know better always. You know, you never stop growing. Mm-hmm. You're never gonna stop experiencing things, and you have to be willing to be like a sponge always to be able to soak things up and be able to adapt and you know learn as you go on because life never stops teaching. Exactly. And especially, you know, there's a saying that goes, you know, life will keep on teaching you a lesson until it's learned. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't learned that shit for a reason, it's gonna repeat itself. Yep. It's gonna keep you on feel going. me? So um basically, um, you know, I went through it, rehab, you know, my leg was stuck straight because of scar tissue. And um, you have to, like, really work and crank that leg through all kinds of exercises and whatnot to mm-hmm. be able to get back your full range of motion. So, May, end of May, rehab, June, rehab, July was the most taxing month mentally for me because I went from being straight to bending to, like, 20 degrees, 30 degrees. Yeah. For those of y'all who are not familiarized with degrees of bending with your knee, if you're sitting in a chair, 90 degrees is normal. That's your leg being bent. You're sitting like a normal individual, you know. Mm-hmm. That's just what it is. I was stuck at 20, 30 degrees. Wow. And then July came around. It was so bad. I was so stuck that they started talking about a possible manipulation for my knee. They were talking about possibly having to go and put me to sleep and crank my knee when I'm asleep mm. to make it bend and break up scar tissue, but at the same time, doing possible harm to my ligaments and possibly even breaking my leg. That's like a risk. Yeah. So, you know, I was really messed up. You know, depression kicked in. You know, I felt so unattractive. I felt like just not like myself. And um, I would always see people like in public who saw me with my brace tell me, oh, I hope that's not permanent or, oh, mm-hmm. I've been through that and I'm still not 100%. <laughs> that fear I would hear, that fear would develop in me from hearing other people's testimonies of the same injury I've been through. And that was enough to make me put my head down and just grind yeah. to make sure that, that I'm not going to be spewing that same type of you know, verbiage to somebody else I may see. Because I want to see somebody and be like, yo, I got through this. Yeah. I'm even better 
than before, mm-hmm. and you're gonna be all right too. Exactly. Don't listen to nobody else. Exactly. You know, but um, it was it was it was it was hard. It was tough. It was really really tough because, you know, I could open up to anybody about this at the time, but unless you're in my shoes, you're not gonna feel you know. Wake up in the morning and you gotta lift your leg out of bed. You gotta like lift your leg into your car. I drive a Camaro. I had to sit up all the way in my seat just to get into mm-hmm. my car and swoop my leg into <laughs> it. You know, um, just feeling like less of a man all around, man. Like you're used to being some one type of way, but because of the circumstances, you have no choice but to just deal with it. And um, honestly, bro, like I had a breakdown in my room. Mm-hmm. And again, this all goes back to prayer. Prayer is a powerful thing, man. And um, I just talked to, you know, God. And um, after that, things started happening. Yep. I went from 30 degrees to 40, 45, 47, 50, 58, 68, mm-hmm. 70, 85, 93, 100, <laughs> 110, 115, 125. Like, and like, as soon as I got to 90 degrees, though, I'm like, let's go. We're going to keep this thing going. And um, it's just like with anything in life, man. Like, if you stay steadfast in prayer and your faith, Mm -hmm. and you you stay steadfast in your work ethic and your consistency, Mm -hmm. bro, hard work is undefeated. Mm -hmm. It will always be undefeated. There's nothing you're going to do to ever put an L in that other column of hard work. Uh-huh. They, it ain't never gonna move, bro. It never has, never will. So, um, that doctrine in itself is just something that, you know, whether you're a believer or not, it holds true. If you work hard, you're gonna get what you you're gonna get what you're looking for, period. You're gonna get what you're looking for. So, um, yeah man, that was um very, very hard because, you know, my financial future was at stake. Um my job security with regards to, you know, what I'm going to be doing was at stake. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, there was just a lot of questions, man. You know, yeah. you know, this is like something I went through that's recent. I've been through a lot of things in my life, man. Like some of y'all might listen and be like, oh, it's just an injury, this and that. But mm-hmm. it's way more than that, bro. Like when you, when you, when you, when you, when you in a room by yourself, when you in the room with all these drugs surrounding mm-hmm. you, you got to take so you're not in pain. Yeah. When you're sitting there trying to, you know, wonder if you're going to be able to make the deadline to get back to work when you're supposed to get back. Mm-hmm. When you're sitting there wondering if you're ever going to be able to walk again, if you're ever going to be able to walk normally, if you're ever going to be able to bend your leg, if you're ever going to be able to um, take this brace off, if you're ever going to be able to just, you know, be yourself again. It's yeah. a big deal. It is a big deal. It is a big deal, whether it's with the injury or with any other setback in your life. When you're taking into the wilderness, into the jungle, a.k.a. a place where you're not familiarized with, even if you're familiarized with being in a tough spot, it don't get no easier because when you're in the heat of it, it's like, shit, what exactly am I going to do? But as you continue to build your mental fortitude and make your mind up about how you're going to attack this and that everything's going to be okay, it's a wrap because there's nothing more powerful than a mind that is made up. And if you make your mind up that you're going to get through this shit, I don't give a damn who it is. Mm. You're, you're unstoppable. And when God calls showtime on something that's for you, ain't nobody going to say cut. Point blank, mm. period. That's just what it is. So, 
You know, anybody out there that's going through some things right now, man, it's all a mindset. It's all, I don't care how much muscles you got, how good you look, how much money you got. If your mental's not together, you're going to be stuck. Point blank period. Man, that's some real shit. Point blank period. I don't care if you, you, <laughs> broke, if you broke as hell, if you live in a rinky-dink-ass apartment, if you ain't got no car or whatever. Bro, if yeah. you have the mental, if your mind already arrived at the destination that you're physically trying to get to, you won already. It's just a matter of time. You got to keep plugging away, keep chipping, mm-hmm. period. And that's the that's that's the mentality I've um, adopted. That's what's helped me. And it's never failed me. Never. You feel me? It's never failed me, and it won't fail you because it's the same for everybody, believe it or not, black or white, Asian, Italian, mm-hmm. whatever you may be. Hard work will forever be undefeated. You just have to make your mind up and get to it. Period. Exactly, bro. That's real talk. Period. You gotta me up for that shit, my man. <laughs> That's some real shit, bro. <laughs> Good nacho. Mm. Shit. Man. Next topic, man. Um, discipline. Mm. Can you talk a little bit about discipline and uh, what it means to you compared to being... Motivated? Oh, I could I tell you all day about that, bro. Oh, yeah, bro. Um, being motivated is cool. That's like, they say, like, when you're in a relationship or if you're dealing with somebody, you know, there's that honeymoon phase, you know, there's a lot of lust. Lust expires, but mm-hmm. real love doesn't, you feel me? And um, with motivation versus discipline, you can always, you know, find something to motivate you, but that shit is temporary. It's a temporary high discipline is what you have instilled in you that makes you do what you know is best for you, even when you don't feel like doing it. Mm-hmm. Motivation will just be like, oh, damn, this is why I want to do it. I want to look this way. I want to look that way. I want to achieve this. I want to achieve that. But what are you willing to sacrifice? How comfortable? How uncomfortable are you willing to make yourself to get to where you need to be? That's discipline. Discipline is getting the shit done. By all means. Yeah. Period. Motivation is cute and all that shit. Whatever. I can throw together a little <laughs> motivational, you know, this and that. Even something on my story on Instagram. Everybody it ain't always going to be there. Though. Yeah. Like, it it's not. There's there. days that you're not going to have yeah. motivation. You're not going to have the motivation to get up out of bed and go rehab if you had surgery. Mm-hmm. You're not going to have the motivation to get up out the bed and go rehab if you know you're going through a detox or whatever it is that you're struggling with. Mm-hmm. You're not always going to have motivation to get to the gym and go do what you got to do when you know you need to do it because your doctor said if you do not do it, your ass is going to die before your time. Mm-hmm. Motivation is not going to get you up out of the bed to get to the gym and at least do that 2%. Mm-hmm. That will push you a little bit further towards your goals and your dreams to be able to achieve those with regards to your physical. Um, that's what, Discipline's everything. It's discipline over motivation every day, all day, bro. But if you got motivation paired with discipline, oh, you dangerous. That's, that's, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a lethal combination yeah, right there because... Can't beat that, man. You know, there's going to be days you don't feel like getting up and going to work. You feel me? But you got to do it. Bills got to be paid. Yeah, you feel me? Something gonna Bills got to be paid. There's going to... It's going to be days that, uh, you know, you just don't feel, it's okay. It's going to be days that you just don't feel like doing certain things, period, but you have to get it done, and discipline is going to hold you in check and make sure you get that shit done, because you ain't got no choice at the end of the day. Motivation can be synonymous with pr- procrastination, because 
motivation. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to do it, mm. but uh, we'll wait. And then you yeah. try to get a little bit more motivated again. But then you'll come down off of it. It's like mm-hmm. I'll, I'll put it like this: If you want to be real, you know, you can you can equate motivation to a high to hitting a blunt. Well, let's do it like that. I don't smoke, just letting y'all know. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm in law enforcement. I don't do that. Nah, don't do but that, you know, I have you know an adolescent um, <laughs> background and upbringing and all that good stuff, you know. But it's like. <laughs> But it's like you know, you know, you 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 take a drug. It gives you that temporary high. Then you eventually come down from it. Mm. But then you gotta look for a plug, or you gotta look for that fix again. Yeah. But eventually you're gonna come back. It doesn't sustain you. The only thing that 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 is of sustenance is you being disciplined exactly. to get it done every single time when you don't feel like it. Mm. When you would rather do something else. When you would rather lay down. But let me tell you something. If you have discipline. Even if you get up and you do something that is 30 minutes of work, as opposed to the typical, if you're, you know, running high on discipline and motivation, the typical, like, two and a half, three hours, whatever you're doing to put in the work to get done what you need to get done. Even if it's 30 minutes, mm-hmm. you're still doing more than the person that got their asses on the couch and they let discipline not come into play because they have lack thereof. Mm-hmm. So... It's discipline over motivation all day, man. That's that's just what it is. You need to have the discipline to get any and everything done in this life mm-hmm. to get to where you're trying to go. Because motivation is only gonna take you but so far. Motivation ain't nothing but a pull. Yeah, it's, I feel that's like that's it. If you want to be real, that's it gotta it. it gotta be like a balance between mm-hmm. the two, as well as inspiration. Of course. Oh yeah. Inspiration is like something that's ahead and it pulls you from behind. You know of I mean? course, you gotta. You it's know, ahead of you. You see it. You see my man. He's shining. Mm-hmm. He's also giving out inspiration, and it's pulling you. Okay, that's that's pulling you. You know what I mean? But when the inspiration ain't there, but the motivation is. It has to be like a harmonious balance. You know oh I mean? yeah, of course. But when the when the motivation ain't kicking in, that's when the discipline kicks in. And this is the thing too, yeah. though. You know, D's talking about inspiration. You know, you cannot, bro. You cannot do everything by yourself. I used to think that way. You know, be a lone wolf, get things done myself, because I feel like ain't nobody gonna get this thing done unless I do it for me and I do it because I know how it needs to get done. But there are like-minded <coughs> individuals out there. You surround yourself with the right type of crowd. Mm-hmm. Iron sharpens iron. Exactly. Point blank. Period. You exactly. feel me? And when you have those type of influences in your life, it's kind of like you know they kind of like recharge you in a way, mm-hmm. and they kind of like recenter and refocus things for you. Because if you see that your partner's over here, you know, on the same wavelength as you, trying to get mm-hmm. things done. And you may be lacking in energy and motivation, inspiration, mm-hmm. whatever it is. You simply watching them get it done, even though they may not be in the mood to do it, yeah. will automatically bring you up mm-hmm. to make sure that you're vibrating at the same wavelength exactly. as them. If you really mess with them. Yeah, yeah. If you ain't on some hating shit. Yep. Yeah, if those are really your people and you your see people, them getting it yeah. done. You know, like me and my boy, we talked about this the other day. Like, if you bring something across to me that you want to do, and you telling me that because you know I'm gonna hold you accountable, you my boy and all that. Mm. I'm gonna do. We're, 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 uh, we're gonna basically the the urge to get it done, the will to get it done, the will to stay consistent, 
and um, actualize something that we're visualizing that we're going to bounce off each other. Mm-hmm. But if you got somebody who's just complacent and stagnant and they're just talking about it, they're not really trying to be yeah, about yeah. it because they see what's required work-wise to be able to get this shit done, mm-hmm. that's not going to work. And mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's the thing that scares a lot of niggas. I'm trying to tell yeah. you. It's that W word, work. This shit sounds all good and daisy in your head, but then when it comes down to actually getting it done, work, synonymous with grind, getting it done. Man, when people see what you what it actually takes to you know get things done to get the ball even rolling mm-hmm. to be able to head in the direction of where you're trying to go, a lot of people fall back. They procrastinate. They put it off for another day or maybe another month, two months, a year, and then somebody else who made their mind up again because a made a mind that is made up is powerful. There's nothing more powerful than that. Because if you got your mind made up, ain't nobody going to tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. No circumstances are going to make you stop what you're trying to do. There's not going to be any sleepiness that's going to make you just want to be in bed more than you want to get up and get after it to be able to realize mm-hmm. what the hell you're trying to do. So you got to surround yourself with the right type of people. Exactly. Period. Because the right type of people will also be able to look at you and hold you accountable, They'll put you, you in check and tell you, man, Always. look, you talked about doing this. You got to get your ass up. Man, and we gotta, we're going to go get this shit done right now. What is your bond? Period. Mm-hmm. You got to get it done, bond? man. Like, that's that's just what it is, Deep man. We, this, this is, the, 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 the world favors the bold. Mm-hmm. Point blank, period. And you got to be willing to go after what you want. It's not going to just fall on your lap. It's not going to mm-hmm. fall on your lap. It's not. I'm trying to tell you, you know, all you young cats out here that think everything's going to be given to you and whatnot, that's not how it works. Nope. That's not how it works. Let me tell you, man. With that said, everybody wants to be a beast until it's time to do what beasts do, man. Yep. Everybody wants to be a lion mm-hmm. until it's time to do what lions do, man. And I'll tell you one more thing, too. Everybody has a plan, has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Yep. I'm trying to tell yeah. you, everybody want to do something until, you know, you know that thing called work ethic comes and slaps the shit out of them and be like, look, you want to get here, but you got to execute A, B, and C. Mm. You cannot do A and then skip over to C and then go to fucking F. Nope. That's not how this shit works. There's a protocol for everything. You got to be able to willing to put in the work to get the shit done. Mm-hmm. Period. That's so facts. just letting y'all know, man. Look, all that, all that, all that, all that, um, all that bumping your gums. It sounds good, mm-hmm. but when people see you constantly talking about something you're trying to do, and you talk about it, and you're in a, you're in like a period where it seems like you're working towards it, but then you stop, and it's a repeated. Thing with everything that you try to bring across to anybody that cares about you or that works with you, anybody who's an earshot of hearing what you're trying to do, and they see that you're just, you know, you're just a talker. Like yeah. people pick up on that shit, man. Yeah. And nobody's gonna back something from that's coming from somebody who's not serious about what they're trying to craft. So three types of people, bro. Make shit happen. Watch it happen. And there's a type that don't know what happened. They don't know what the fuck going on. They don't know what the Period. fuck going on. I mean, that's that's that's, that's real just talk. What it is, you know. That's real talk. People know what it is. People are gonna be looking at you, laughing at you, and this and that because you're not getting it done. But if you're somebody who is very emphatic in what you're doing and you're not playing no games, then you know not only are you gonna show to those people who, 
you know, are trying to believe in you that you're serious, but other people will start believing in you too that don't even know you. Mm. You feel me? Like, you cannot sit here and expect to talk about things you're trying to do and then you're not getting it done because you're not putting in the work and then expect people to stick by you. That's not how it works. Nope. That's not, that's, that's, that's not realistic at all. It's you guys have got to mm-hmm. tighten up. And really putting the work in. For me, I'd rather talk less and do more. Mm-hmm. Period. I'm very active on social media, but I've had talking. stints where I disappear. And it's for a reason. Because I'm all the way dialed in. And I will show up again when I feel I've earned the rights to use the time that I'm posting on social media. The time I could be using to better myself with regards to, you know, doing more progressive things towards my goals. I use that on social media because I earned that. So you know, when I the times use... that you're away from social media, you feel like you don't deserve to be on it? Like you haven't been Not that I don't deserve, but it's body. like, you know, you got to be able to gauge what exactly you're doing on it. Because some people just go on there just to go look at what the fuck everybody else is yeah. doing. They're going on there to be nosy. That's mm. You're not doing that. You're not looking up shit. You're not bookmarking stuff and um, tagging things that you're going to be able to fall back and look on is going to help you with regards to what you're trying to do for yourself. A lot mm. of people are just nosy on social media. You know, they're bored. Yeah. They're in bed. They're supposed to be going to bed. Yo, I'm going to go to exactly. bed at 10 o'clock because I got to get up at 6 p.m. at 6 a.m. to get ready for work. But they're mm. on social media living vicariously through everybody mm. else's accomplishments mm-hmm. instead of going to bed and resting on theirs and waking yeah. up refreshed to take on what is going to what's going to be needed mm-hmm. to progress and advance towards their own individualized dreams. So, it's not that I don't believe I deserve it, but it's like, it's the same, it's, it's like equated to going out. Like, yeah. if you're in a hole, mm-hmm. and I just, again, I just talked to Sydney about this shit too, bro, if you're in a hole and you're stuck, yeah. financially or otherwise, what the fuck are you going out partying for? What yeah. are you celebrating? You celebrating being broke? Mm. <laughs> you celebrating not paying your bills on time? You like like what are you doing? Priorities. Earn that right. You gotta merit it. Everything Priorities. has to be merited in this life. Like what do you why would you go out and spend money that you don't have mm. just to come back the same night <laughs> thinking about how you spent this money <laughs> and then waking up the next day? Thinking about how you're gonna get that money back that you spent that should have went towards your car note or your school loan. Like, what kind of sense does that make? What are you celebrating about? I feel you just have to discipline yourself, you know, temporary pleasures for longevity. There's a wants versus need mentality that needs to be adopted by a lot of people Mm. in this generation. It's true because the wants versus the needs, the needs are things that are absolutely detrimental to your growth Mm. and you being able to sustain what you need to sustain in the long run to benefit yourself. The wants, that's the shit that's like, you know, you feel like you want, you know, the shit look good, it feel good, it's going to make such and such, you know, look at me a type of way because I got this or I'm doing this. Like, that's temporary, bro. Mm. Y'all got to know, y'all got to understand, you know, what is really important. It's the knees over it's the walls, time, man. man. Until you learn that, you're going to stay broke. You're going to stay overdrafting your account. Mm-hmm. You're going to stay using grace periods for your bills. You're going to stay wondering and counting down the next day till payday. Yeah. You feel me? You're going to adopt a loser's mentality. Mm-hmm. You do not want to adopt a loser's mentality, man. Nope. Point blank period. Male or female, you should adopt an alpha mentality. 
to where mentally you're driven, you're, um, you're a boss, you're in charge of your own life in the sense that things that you don't need to deal with or experience or invest into, they'll fall to the wayside while you focus on the things that are really going to, you know, um, bring forth growth that mm-hmm. you need to progress and stay progressive, mm. not up and down, not stagnant. Mm. You feel me? So people just have to learn that you know that difference, man. Because it's it's when you look at people who are successful versus those who aren't, mm. it just comes down to the wants versus the needs. They're having the absolute discipline versus the gauged motivation. Yeah. Because you can have motivation, but if you know how to gauge it correctly and pair it up with your discipline, you'll be fine. Yeah. You know, and um, that's that's just what it is. Just knowing what you want. Also, you have to have direction as well because a lot of people are they're moving fast, but they're going they're going yeah. nowhere fast. Yeah. Period. True. They're on a treadmill. They're exactly. they're, they're moving quickly, they but shit, going. they ain't on nowhere. You feel me? You gotta have they're a going, destination. They're, they're 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 going. They're on a treadmill. They're moving quickly, yeah. but they're staying in the same spot because they're going through the same rigmarole with regards to, um, the same pattern the mm-hmm. same routine every single day but it's not really they think because they're staying busy and they're moving that they're doing it something it doesn't equate to but it's not it doesn't equate nothing. to progress exactly it does not equate to progress you have to be able to sit back and evaluate and reevaluate never ever stop doing that shit I hope you have to because it's shit's not always shit is not always what you think it is you can always there's always more to be done always always never be satisfied it's y'all. like Growth is never ending, man. It's like, never. it's like, and people always like put the ultimate goal, like the ultimate like finish line. But it's, I feel like it needs to be gradual. Goals after goals after goals after goals. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I got this. What's the next one? Yep. Along the journey. But the ultimate destination is always going to be there. That's the ultimate destination. But you need to adopt a what's next mentality. What's next? You crush a goal. You got that. All right, right. Ben. All right. What's good? What's, what what's am I going to do next? How am I going to get next? there next? Give me this. What else, what, what, like, what else is there for me to take on that? It has gonna... to be, but there's too much in between the, where you're at now and the destination to yeah. just freely allow yourself to just be chasing. Nah, you got to have direction. <coughs> direction is goal after goal after goal after goal after goal. And really, it never really ends, I don't believe. It is not about reaching. It never it's ends. Not, it's not about, it never ends. It's not about reaching your goals either. It never ends. It's not about reaching your goals. It's, it's about exceeding them. Exceeding them. Reaching them is cool or whatever. That's cute. But you need to be able to exceed them. Because mm-hmm. when you go to your next goal, you'll automatically level yourself up with regards to what tier you're trying to reach next. Mm-hmm. Because what you set for yourself... You exceeded it because we're all human. In a sense, we kind of like filter ourselves down sometimes that we feel like we're setting something that's too daunting for us to reach. But then when we reach it and we surpass it, yeah, you know, in less time than given or we reached it and it's like, okay, this is not what I thought it was going to be with regards to satisfying my hungry spirit for more than you basically set the stage for something greater mm-hmm. you achieve that then you move on to the next thing you just keep getting more and more bold mm-hmm. it's about daring to it's about daring to become mm-hmm. point blank period point blank period you just have to have that type of driven soul man if you don't you're just gonna be okay with just getting by and over mm-hmm. here on this side man 
with balling, you're not so like me personally, bro. Like I'm never satisfied, bro. Mm-hmm. I could never be satisfied because this big thing I'm trying to do, not for show, you know, not to impress anybody else, yeah. but just because I know that I'm destined for greatness and I'm mm-hmm. destined for certain things. I have a visualization in my head of where I see myself at, and I would never dare let that enter into my mind without knowing that I'm willing to put in the work and make the sacrifices to make these things mm-hmm. a reality. And a lot of y'all make these things a reality, but you're not willing to put in the work. Mm-hmm. And that's where you get fucked up. And then you want to get disappointed. Then you see somebody else who may have the same goal as you, and then you want to start hating. But there's no reason to hate. Mm-hmm. You wanted to sleep more than him. <laughs> you wanted to sleep more than him. You wanted to, you know, party more than him. You wanted to, you know, go out and drink and celebrate your brokenness more than he wanted to just stay home and, you know, stay low and do what he had to do before he pops out again mm. to be able to enjoy the fruits of his labor working towards what he's trying to achieve. That's, That's on you. That's real. Period. That's real, bro. Don't be a hater, man. Don't be bitter. Be better. Be better. So a lot of you, a lot talk. of you, a lot of you niggas out here like to go and sit there and hate, but your stupid ass is over here, you know, turning up, <laughs> and, you know, not doing, not, not. That's you're, real. You're, you're, you're over here turning up and not trying to do nothing that's conducive uh-huh. towards your, you know, real long term success. Yeah. And again, I said once versus needs, but it's also short term versus long term. As well. Man, it's like a football term, man. It's like, when you sleeping, somebody's out there getting better, bro. Of course. I heard that shit at Dean, man. That shit got me, bro. Mm -hmm. I ain't gonna lie. I never forgot that shit, man. And it's real talk. Somebody's always willing to outwork you. Somebody's always out there getting better than you are. That's one thing about Dean that even at the next school I went to, they didn't have that shit. They ain't... Nobody really had that hunger like they did when I was Well, you take the unorthodox route of going to a two-year college versus a lot of these other motherfuckers who went back to a four-year one. Your hunger is different, bro. Your wire is different, bro. Like Everybody has the same goal in mind. Like, we're there, but we're not there where Mm -hmm. we should be. So um, You you remember how, bro, it was like everybody there, bro, all your homeboys on the football team all had... They knew they was going to the NFL. Like they, that was the, that was the goal, NFL. And whether they made it there or not, like they were striving towards that. Yeah, everybody's work. They truly believed in their heart. Honestly, they was gonna. They had what it take to even make. Even if football didn't work out for people like Dean College, for people on our football team, mm-hmm. that work ethic in itself it, it tra- translated translates over to just every real life and what realm you in their do. life. Like, I didn't think I'm going to come out of college and have to go work for a fucking moving company. Mm-hmm. Are you serious, bro? That's, that wasn't the plan. Yeah. It was either I go to law school or I go to the NFL. Yeah. You feel me? So, that's all I got to say about that, man. Y'all got to make your minds up, man. All this talk, all this, all this talking, fucking um, bumping your gums, jaw jacking, mm-hmm. whatever the hell you want to call it. Stop <laughs> doing it because you're not impressing Stop, nobody. And life responds to who you actually are, not who you pretend to be. Exactly. Period. So keep on fronting, keep on, you know, keep on capping, you know, that's just going to catch up to you and you're going to look like a clown at the end, head ass. So (laughs) real talk, my boy Nacho, um, another fitness tip. Mm -hmm. So any advice you would give to somebody who wants to lose weight, but not sure how to 
go about doing that? Um, stop trying to uh, slim tummy tea ain't gonna ain't finna work for you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm playing. Cut nah. that. <laughs> for real, yeah, man. for real, like I, hey, I t- if y'all I t- ain't know, this. my boy Sid is over here too. Say what up, Sid. What's, what's going on with you, man? That, that, that Straight from slim, Cali. Slim tummy tea stuff, man. If you really actually <laughs> want to get into the gym and work out, you need to work out and eat correct. All right, mm-hmm. cut the whole that stuff you see on Instagram is fake. Stop all that. There ain't no enhancements. There's no. Half them motherfuckers don't even do the stuff that you guys keep buying into. They're just trying to get a bug. They're trying to get a sack. That's it. All you women that be looking at the little tummy tea, the only reason why you see those slim women who are promoting that stuff is because they went through procedures and and surgery to look like that. Or they already were skinny in the first place anyways. Uh Exactly. But But on a a real note, bro, on real (laughs) shit, bro, I mean, what's your advice, my guy? My advice with regards to this is, uh, <laughs> you know, a lot of people, they want to go and, um, you know, find all these supplements and this and that to be able to find shortcuts to get to where they're trying to go. But at the end of the day, I'm going to tell y'all right now, I used to be 325 three years ago. Damn. 325, big dog. Big you dog. feel me? Big dog. Big dog. Big dog gotta eat. Uh, yeah, big dog gotta eat. I was eating weights all the time. I was eating weights and I was eating jollof rice. <laughs> and uh, and uh, pounded yam and everything, goosey soup, uh-huh. soup, everything, uh-huh. like, all everything fufu related. Uh-huh. You feel me? But the thing is, on a serious note, you got You get what you put in. Yeah. The thing is, a lot of people, they get so impatient because the results are not coming fast enough. You got to understand, man, you have to embrace the process. Stop thinking about the end result. Mm. If you're going to think about the end result, think about it while you're grinding, while you're in pain, and you're like thinking of a reason to not give up because you want to get to the end result. But you have to fall in love with the process. Yeah. If you don't do that, you will forever be able, you, you'll forever be switching diets. You'll be forever trying different supplements. You'll be forever trying different programs. You got to understand, you need to understand when you're in, when you're trying to change your physique and change it for the better, you got to understand that um, sweat equity is real. Yeah. You got to be willing to grind it out, put your body under duress and sh- Put your body under duress and really um, change to be able to make things happen. When you're in the gym, you can think about what your final body goal is. There's nothing wrong with looking at people on Instagram too for motivation. That's fine. I've done it myself. But you gotta be, be, be you have to be able to put in the work. Yes, there are some people who are faking and fronting on the gram, mm-hmm. and they ain't got their results have nothing to do with the products and the you know items that they're promoting. At the same time, there are people that I know personally who motivate, who motivate and inspire, and I know their work ethic. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, you got to be one to put in your one hundred percent, also. Period. Yeah. And for those of y'all looking to supplements and whatnot, supplements That's only the work. They only me. work as you hard do. as you do. Mm-hmm. I am telling you, that is a God honest truth. If you're going to take a supplement, like let's say a fucking thermogenic, a mm-hmm. fat burner. If you're going to take that and think that it's just going to work magically without with you just putting in subpar work ethic, 
that's you're gonna be greatly disappointed. Your money's gonna be gone. That's gonna be it. You gotta put in the work. You gotta do your cardio. You gotta eat right, even decently. Mm. Like I see a lot of people. I'm not gonna put nobody on blast, but people I know personally who they on the gram. They doing everything they're supposed to do in the gym. They document it. They document it. They <laughs> doing it. They got the filters. The sweats on the head. The beads are on the yep. eyebrows, and you know dripping off their beard. But then the next thing you know, it's like. That same day at night, they in the club. Yeah. And they throwing back, you know, bottles of Douce and, you know, they throwing back bottles of Henny and, you know, they getting lit. They nope. eating freaking fried chicken and this and that. Listen, if you work out hard as hell, uh, the thing is a lot of people, I believe at least 80% of people know what to do. They put the work in. They bust their ass. Mm. But the thing is, their work ethic is there in the gym. It is after it is after. Why the fuck would you go work out and burn damn near 1,300 calories to go put 2,500 calories back yeah. in your body through drinking and eating like shit? Mm. You basically wasted your time in the gym. You could have been doing something else. Work out for what? What is the point? You're wasting your gym membership too. What the fuck <laughs> you paying $25 a month for if you're just going to go put shit back into your body that you're burning off? Mm. And it's not even quality calories. It's, it's shit that... Is not doing you any good, and you know that. Mm-hmm. Supplements work only as good as you do. When you yeah. have to be consistent, you have to make your mind up. You have to adopt a dog mentality, period. Even when you don't want to do it, even if it's 30 minutes a day or 30 minutes one day when you really don't feel like going. I've gone to the gym myself, and I didn't feel like being there, and I had to lift my legs out of my car. <laughs> and wow. just to get to the gym because I was on the verge of going home. Yeah. Y'all got to understand it is a mindset, man. Everything starts in between your ears. Yeah. Some of y'all, if a bird had y'all brain, <laughs> it would fly backwards. <laughs> you do what you want with that shit that I just said right now. But the ones who understand where I'm coming from will get it. Mm. You need to make your mind up and you need to attack your goals. Yeah. Point blank period. When it comes to fitness, it's not a game. It's a, it's, it's a game of consistency and work ethic. Period. Yeah. The little things you do all the time lead up to big results. The little things you decide to continuously skip, you're taking away from yourself. And you're not going to get where you're trying to go. That's just the fact of the matter. So when it comes to fitness, man, just put your head down, grind, make your mind up, be consistent. Don't buy any kind of supplements if you're not willing to put in the work to have them actually work. Because a lot of people like to be like, oh, man, this wasn't strong enough. Or, oh, this didn't work. No, it it's not that it didn't not work for you. Your you. ass ain't work enough, number one. The and then number two, you were expecting to work in like a week yeah. or two. That's not how it works. Nope. It took you how long to get where you at? To where you freaking built like a damn stack of beanbags. You think that shit gonna work overnight? <laughs> That's not how it works. You have to let it run its course. You guys have to understand, like, supplements are also like medication. Like, it has to get into your body. Yeah. And when it gets into your body and it takes a place in your body and it adapts to your workload, mm-hmm. it goes to work every single time. Yeah. But if you're not putting in the work, nothing's gonna happen. Gonna happen. That's just what it is. You know, and you know, I train people, I've trained people, you know, I'm on a break right now from, you know, personally training everybody that I used to, but it's like, 
everybody knows how I get down. Like, mm. I, you you push your body to the absolute limit to invoke change. Yeah. And guess what? Even if you do fall off in something called muscle memory, that shit is real. Yeah, it is real. That shit is very, very real. You fall off, you have surgery or whatever like myself, things will start coming back. back as long as you put in the same work ethic that you had mm-hmm. prior to whatever may have happened yep. to you. Period. Mm-hmm. And something is better than nothing. I don't give a damn even if it's 10 minutes in the sauna. You're doing more than the person who's on the couch doing nothing. You guys don't ever think that too little is nothing. Too little is still better than zero. It's better than nothing. Because it's people that are on the couch and they're just chilling because they're like, oh man... 15 minutes in the sauna, 10 minutes in the sauna. Man, they ain't gonna do shit. No, it is. Because guess what? You're sitting in the sauna, your heart rate is still increasing. And it's yeah. gonna get to a fat burning zone to where you're gonna be able to at least get rid of some water weight. Mm. That's better than somebody sitting on the couch eating fucking gummies and <laughs> they putting calories into their body. And that's it. You feel me? Something's better than nothing. You guys have to change your mentality of thinking that, oh, whatever. It's only 15, 30 minutes. It's not gonna do nothing. No. I'll tell you right now, I can do a lot in 20 minutes. Mm. Ask my girl. Just kidding. But... <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you know, there's, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of things you can do, man. And um, that's just what it is. It's fast. I'm telling you, I went from 325. Right now, I'm 240, 245. Last time I got down to 228. 225 like you can't tell me yeah. sh- you can't tell me shit nope. about how what what too little is gonna yield you it's still gonna yield you a lot mm. so that's all i gotta say about that man y'all gotta go to work oh, stop making excuses man so there's a lot of fitness diff- different fitness styles out there what's your fitness style my fitness style is bust ass in the weight room and do hit hit is high intensity interval training and um Basically, it's when you do spurts of something with max effort for a certain amount of sets and time or sets and reps. So mm-hmm. the Stairmaster, for example, anybody that knows me, I do 10 sets on the Stairmaster. Level 20, one minute straight with maybe a 30-second break in between. When you do hit, your metabolism is fired way longer than it is for a long, drawn-out cardio, which is like maybe doing four miles within like 45 yeah. minutes. That's my style, man. It's just a combination of weights and hit. I do some long drawn out cardio, but that's not like a staple in my, in, yeah. you know, what I do in my program and whatnot. So mm. it's just, you know, hit the weights hard because the more, the more lean muscle that you have, the faster your metabolism will fire. The faster your metabolism is firing, the more it's gonna benefit. Yeah. Even when you're not working out, the more it's gonna benefit you. So even when you're not working out, it's still gonna keep yep. in the way to body. You can body. be asleep. And you will still be yeah, running calories. So, uh, that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> we, got a, we got a few people over here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got my boy Sydney. Yeah, we got his yeah. daughter. Yeah, say yeah. what up, Sid. What's going on with y'all? One thing bring I that, bring that nut mic to your daughter real quick. Yeah, she want to say something? <laughs> <laughs> hey, little girl. What she want to say? Ah! Oh, that's what she want to yeah. say. All right. Thank you. Thank you for your input. But yeah, that was the sixth episode of my Brotherhood Podcast. Thank you to my boy Baldwin for having me over. Any shout-outs you want to give my guy? Yeah, that's it, my guy. You want to give any shout-outs? 
Shout out to my good Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's uh-huh. Because without him, nothing's possible. And I'm not even trying to be sarcastic either for y'all that want to start talking shit. I'm being serious. Amen. That is, um, that's the only reason why I've gone through everything I've gone through. So, yeah. That's right. Amen. Yeah, that's Amen. right. Amen. That's, yeah, right. that's right. Y'all already know. That's it. You, you know the early learn. You learn more through failure than success. Facts. That's real talk, man. Hey, Stu, stay tuned for the next episode. That was real good with my guy, Baldwin. Next episode coming soon. Stay tuned. Peace.